Different getting up at three o'clock in the morning. I'll tell it's you, different. But the thing is, though, once we get done with the radio show, I'm done. There's there's a day day of work to be done. Yeah, no <laughs> napping. Well, there's Dave's a day of napping work. to be done. Dave's done his work. You and I will go to work. Yeah. Well, you and I, yeah, you and I. Yeah, I'll be done with my job for the day. But yeah, welcome the the start of a, a new era for the Dave Ellswick show for almost twenty years. I've been in the afternoons here in, in Little Rock, and uh, we've moved me to the mornings now, so I'm happy to be here. Uh, today is the first day during the afternoon that you'll listen to Rush, followed by Sean Hannity, followed by Jay Sekulow. Wow, what a show. It's The station is the most, well, it's the most conservative station <laughs> anywhere I've ever in worked the country. that I've worked with. It definitely is that. So I'm I'm proud to be part of 101.1 FM. I'm proud to uh, be here uh, at six o'clock, and uh, it's a it's a new start. Hope that you'll join us every morning. Uh, it'll be a little bit different show. We'll talk politics, but we'll mix in other things as well. I mean, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl. How can you not talk? You know, All talk right. about the, the the Super Bowl. What a show! There there they are dancing. It, well, they just showed a real quick clip of uh, J-Lo and Shakira uh, dancing. They didn't show the last part of their dance. Did you see what Drudge called it? No, I did not. What yeah, did he say? didn't call it an a, a, a halftime score a show. It was the uh, word for your, your butt, all right? <laughs> time show <laughs> i think i saw a tweet online saying uh, welcome to america yeah well the, what was interesting about that and i was just talking to rd and by the way rd and paul thank you so much yes, for sir. getting up early in the morning and the power panel continues jan morgan will be here at three or three o'clock at seven o'clock uh to join us until nine that used, but, to, be the uh, second, that used to be the second hour didn't it yeah it used to be at uh, three o'clock that she'd get here, but anyway, we're she'll be here for the last two hours. But uh, I was just ma- mentioning to the folks that I was watching the uh, the Super Bowl with, and, and I went, you know, what's interesting about this? You know, I'm, I'm going to be sixty seven here in just a couple of days, fifteenth of this month, and I said, I remember when Elvis Presley was on, uh, oh, what's his name? Ed Sullivan. Ed Sullivan, yeah. Ed Sullivan. And they wouldn't show him from the waist down. Yeah, right. Yeah, they were burning his records and everything else. Because because he swiveled his hip. Swiveled his hip. uh, He wasn't belly dancing. I mean, Shakira (laughs) belly dancing twerks. That's what she does. She's been doing that ever since she came on the music scene back in the the, the 90s, wasn't it? How long ago would it have been? You would have had to have been 21 to get into a a club to see that kind of thing. Yeah, that's true. Hey, wait, 
Have you been to any high school football games, lady? No, I haven't. Lady, yeah, I haven't watched, watched the cheerleaders and, and watched the, the, the dance, the dance teams. teams in some of the high school football games. They, are, they do all There's that. There's not much difference. Yeah, I can't tell a lot of difference. In some of them, not all high schools, but there are some high schools that think you need to be 21 to go to the football game and watch the dance team. Mm. And they'll all show I was up at, embarrassed. And they'll all show up at church on Sunday. Yeah, I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed <laughs> to be there saying. the last time I went. I'm hey, I'm just saying, okay. They'll all be sitting in the front row, just saying. Well, you know what? You might say that society's changed, but you know the the book it for the source changed. of authority of right and wrong hasn't has changed. Not We're changed. just getting farther away from it. I agree. That, I agree. In my opinion. Okay, so to start us off, let me take you back to 1959. All right. Can't and remember that a year. Huge. Yeah. Neither one of you had even been <laughs> no, born yet. Right I on. was, look, I was only six years old. You were six years old. The six day years of the music old. died. The huh? day the music died. That's right. So let's, uh, let's remember 1959 with this right here. A long, long time ago, I can still remember how that music used to make me smile. And I knew if I had my chance That I could make those people dance And maybe they'd be happy for a while But February made me shiver With every paper I'd deliver Bad news on the doorstep I couldn't take one more step I can't remember if I cried when I read about his widowed bride But something touched me deep inside the day the music died You may, you may sing along. Go right ahead. <laughs> so bye-bye, Miss American Pie Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry and then good old boys were drinking whiskey all right wanted to play that for you in 1959 today 1959 was the day that the plane crashed in uh, clear lake iowa and we're going to we're going to talk about iowa later uh during the show and uh, buddy holly richie valens and the big bopper all perished in that flight could have been waylon jennings that died in that flight he gave up his seat to richie valens oh, wow. on that plane because he was sick the technology for air travel wasn't that good back then they no. did not have the guidance systems they do now and we lost a lot of great well they crashed because crashes. of uh, ice on the wings is that what it was yeah ice wow. on the wings they don't, don't they don't they didn't have the bladders on the front of the wings and all of that that huh. they they can Break crack off. off the ice and all really? that wow. didn't have that went up came down and and finished the uh finished the uh, careers of three great seminal rock and roll uh artists buddy, uh, buddy holly was was one. way 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 <laughs> out there uh with stuff that he was doing i mean from peggy sue on on yeah. on through richie valens was the first really popular hispanic uh rock and roller and the big bopper he didn't even sing Chantilly lace with a pretty face <laughs> and a ponytail, a hanging down. Yeah, I can remember the music to that that stuff. 
and I was just young, so that's the kind of stuff that I was listening to. But it was the day that the music died. Uh, a sad thing, another really sad thing happened on this day, but it was in 1913. Got to go back a little further. The 16th Amendment to the Constitution was ratified. Now you are going to make us cry. Yeah, <laughs> which which made the federal income tax part of America. Government has been growing every day since. Everybody thinks that the uh, income tax has been around since the founding hmm. of the republic. And nope. nope. Now, this was supposedly to try to help pay for World War One, if you remember uh, the background of this. They should have sunsetted it. Yeah, they should have, like two years later or something exactly. like that. Didn't have Woodrow Wilson. President of the United States is that at that time. Why did Reagan say the only thing that was eternal? It was a government program. <laughs> That's exactly right. Okay, so in 1966, now I want you to think, in 66 this happened. Three years later, Americans were walking on the moon. In 1966, the Russians with Luna 9 had the first soft landing on the moon with one of their satellites. And then we passed them and didn't look back, didn't watch them from the rearview mirror. And go, oh, ooh. That's almost like capitalism. There's nothing like a little competition to get you up in the morning to make you work a little Got bit harder. Got them going. That's right. Oh, Fired them up. The president wanted it. Uh, John F. Kennedy wanted it done. It got done. That's, that's right. That's, that's back when they had computers that weighed 900 pounds and they had took up whole <laughs> floors of a of a building. I mean, huge floors. Was that Brainiac? Is that what it was called at first? Oh, I don't know. Something I, like I, that. I don't, I don't know. But can, can you big imagine? blue. It was IBM. I know that. Can you imagine having a computer maybe maybe with less computing power than your average calculator. Now, perhaps <laughs> you remember, Artie. I don't know. Did, were you working programming when you were in high school with cards that you put the punch cards? No, you didn't no, have to do that, no, man. I didn't have to do that. I I remember sitting in class in uh, some of those early computing classes and having to to find a problem and have to go and take those cards and count those holes. I mean, it was like hanging Chad time for us. You know, you had to make <laughs> sure it had been pump, punched all the way through. It didn't read it right. Uh, what was that? Secret figures or whatever? Is that the name of that that movie that? Hidden Figures. Hidden, Hidden Figures. figures. Okay. Excellent movie. That, yeah, it's a great movie. But remember that the one woman took over running the computer, and if you remember, she had that big old stack of car- Dude, I remember that stuff. It's kind of scary. I'm too old. You know, whenever I, whenever I bought Sonny, Sonny had bought a computer back in the uh, early 80s. There you go. And uh, was, Sonny's was one of the first uh, computerized salvage yards in the country, and and. and as far as I know, the first in Arkansas, and uh, still had the refrigerator with the two reels on it to do backups <laughs> that he paid, you know, fifty thousand yeah. dollars for, and he couldn't stand to throw it away. So I had to get the computer. It looked like a refrigerator with two reels on top of it, oh, and wow. take it and put it in a dumpster. But he didn't have the heart to do it like all those years all because he paid so much money. Paid so much, yeah. Do you do you remember when you would turn the computer up and turn it on, and the cursor would just sit there and blink at you? Oh, There'd be yeah. nothing else on the screen. It'd be green screen with a little white Yeah, with line. a dot on it. Well, we were green screen up till, you know, we were green stream up, screen up till, uh, you know, in the 90s 
on the software for the industry. That, well, that's when it really exploded. The, the, the kind of towards the end of the '90s, everything, you know, Commodore and all that. I've still got one of those dummy uh, terminals that has the keyboard built into the sc- same screen and everything. Yeah. It looks like a fiberglass football with a screen <laughs> in it, with a keyboard on the front of it that's made out of fiberglass. Oh, I'm good. sure it would float, but hold yeah, on I've to got it. one of them upstairs just for memory's hold sake. Hold on. Hold on. It's going to be a collectible item. I bet you could sell that on eBay for something. Well, they probably Somebody could. want that collectible. It's a collectible. We came of, a long ways. A friend of mine just gave me a CNC um milling machine okay and it was made in the early 80s it was actually made in 81 and um it was set up originally with reel to reel really uh, for for running for the, the programming uh, running the programming yeah well, i remember running programming off of cassettes oh yeah we did a cassette, cassette backup every night cassette, before we went cassette home. player and punch you know put it in and, and run it i can remember doing that I'm so glad we're past that now. <laughs> yeah. I really am because never failed that sooner or later something would eat your cassette. I don't miss the dial-up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah can, hey, can you, if you can find that, find that sound, the sound of dial-up. <laughs> just, just to remind everybody what, what it used to sound like when you take your phone and you had the cradle that you had to plug yeah. your phone into. And you, I don't, you know. Couldn't even do it now. People, I don't have I, I don't have a phone like that in my house anymore. No, no, I don't, I don't no, have no, a hard line in do. my house. You got hard line in your house? No. You, Paul? We do. Yes. You we, still got we, a hard line? We do have a hard line. That's I don't we, have that's a hard how we line. Have our internet coming in through. Yeah, I got everything. Everything is cell done with, uh, you know, Wi-Fi in my household and in cell phone. You got it? Hit it. There you go. Doesn't doesn't a fax machine still sound like that when yeah. you call the fax, yeah. fax line? <laughs> wow. Zach, is that the first time you've ever heard that? <laughs> oh, it's not the first time. I've heard it before. Okay, definitely. I didn't yeah. know. That, have, have you ever had to deal with dial-up like that? Never had to. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it takes to. forever, man. I'm just telling you, it takes forever. I, I do remember back when internet was kind of first becoming a thing and you try to get a picture to just where you could see it on yeah. the screen and it might take you i don't know several minutes oh yeah while well, you each line would come in <laughs> yeah i i used to have to go from my house to the radio station i was working at wibc in indianapolis at the time because they had an internet hookup i mean i didn't have one and would go in and you and go in late at night. I'd get there at about eleven o'clock because everybody else was gone. So I use it and I sit and download, uh, you know, papers and things that I wanted for my show the next day. And it was uh, I remember sitting there for a couple hours. My wife would come uh-huh. with me. She said, "Are you done yet?" No. <laughs> yeah, me figuring cars at the auction. You know, in the auto recycling business, I have to buy cars to have inventory. So, like the first. 10 years of owning Sonny's, I would, uh, on Sunday night, uh, I would dial in and look at the cars for the auction that was the next day. And like for the first 10 years, I probably went to sleep playing on a, a keyboard, yep. you know, waiting for cars to build to try to figure my auctions for the next day. 
more than I went to sleep in my bed for the mm-hmm. first 10 years because I did all that after hours. That then, was an extracurricular activity. The last thing about this before we, before we uh, get out of here uh, for the first break, I remember you did you, the, the printers were inkjet. Might take you a couple minutes. To then get after you uh, took it off, you had to rip off the edges of mm-hmm. the paper. Okadawa, <laughs> yeah, printers. We had ten of them at the salvage yard. You hear them going off all the time. It made it just noisy as all get out. Not anymore. All right, twenty-two minutes after six today, a twenty percent chance of a shower after noon today. Mostly cloudy, a high near 70. South uh, Southwesterly winds at 5 to 15 tonight. Showers likely, then showers and possibly a thunderstorm after midnight. Low tonight, 60 degrees. Currently, we're looking at 54 degrees here in Little Rock, 54 in Cabot, 54 in Conway, 58 in Hot Springs, Pine Bluffs at 54. That's the way it is all across the region. It's the Dave Ellswick Show here on 101.1 FM. The answer, the home of the Rush Limbaugh Show. Hey, in just a little while, we're going to talk about Michael Bloomberg's false ad that he ran. He spent $10 million to during the Super Bowl to spread absolutely huge falsehoods about guns uh, on uh, television last night. And uh, if if you're part of every town for gun safety, like North Little Rock is, I know that for a fact, because who was the mayor before the guy that's Smith that's in there now that was there for so long? Was it? No, no, that's that's Little Rock, North Little Rock. I can't think of somebody. Give me a call. Eight, two, three, oh, nine, six, five. I've tried to wipe him from my memory and evidently (laughs) I've done it. I've done a pretty good job because when he when he joined that. I made a big deal of it, and everybody thought that that was no big deal, you know. And yet, now we got Michael Bloomberg running for president, and he's pushing his anti-gun crap out on the air the way he did last night. And uh, unbelievable, just unbelievable what what they said, because they talked about they talk about children dying from gun violence. Well, how do you define? A child, you know, that's uh, Mayor Hayes. It just came to my mind. That's what, yeah, the college just said Patrick Henry Hayes. Pa- Patrick, yeah, well, who I used to Thank call, you. I used to call Commodore Hayes <laughs> because he's the man who brought the submarine uh, to uh, North North uh, Little Rock, and uh, so and and then the Holga, the of course the tugboat that they brought in. So anyway, uh, yeah. We'll talk about that. I'm going to play it for you. If you missed that ad, don't worry. I'm going to I'm going to play it for you. All right. So Iowa is tonight. We'll be carrying some of that live, if I'm not mistaken, so that you can keep up on the first primary election of 2020. The real game is afoot, do they as have, uh, do they Sherlock Holmes would say. Primary elections in the sense where they vote, or is it a caucus? This is this is basically caucus. You know, they go to their cocci and do their caucusing. Mm-hmm. But uh, they're, they're saying that uh, the way it's looking is that uh, Bernie looks like he's going to win. He's got just a heck of a, a ground team going right now there in Iowa. Kind of easy to have a, a ground team in Iowa. It's not the biggest state in the union by any stretch of the imagination. 
Uh, Biden has really been losing his grip over the last couple of uh, weeks. And by that, I mean his numbers are going down. Uh, he's been losing his grip for probably 20 <laughs> years. But uh, the bottom line is is that, uh, yeah, he's, he's starting to, to fade. And that's kind of interesting to me that it's happening this quickly. Uh, if Sanders wins uh, today, he lost four years ago in Iowa. But then he came back and he won big, if everybody remembers, in New Hampshire. Well, if he wins Iowa and then turns around and wins New Hampshire, the Democrat who has done that uh, since 1972 has been the nominee for the Democratic Party. Now, I don't know if Sanders can do that or not. We're going to talk about it when we come back. But the Democrats are doing the the mainstream Democrats, let's put it this way, are doing everything in their power to keep him from winning the nomination again. We'll talk more about it when we come back here on The Morning Show. I'm Dave Ellswick. (sighs) (laughs) All right, it's Dave Ellswick's show. That's right. I am up early, and I'll be up early with you Monday through Friday from now on. This is a new move here at uh, the radio station at 1011, and the reason we did this is because you. You have been asking for over a year to, well, more than that, in fact, for a local morning show. And so um, the new GM came to me about three weeks ago and said, Dave, have you ever thought about doing mornings? Now, to be honest, being a a program director many, many years, uh, I know that the morning show is one of the, if not the most important local show because as the mornings go, so does the rest of the day at a radio station. So they ask if I'd I'd come and do mornings. Well, I haven't done mornings for thirty years. I'm mm-hmm. you know full disclosure haven't been haven't had to get up this early in the morning. But I also knew that uh, it it puts the station on better footing, and so I decided okay, I'll do it. So here's here's how the day runs out now here at one hundred one. I come on at six. I go off at 9. 9 o'clock, Mike Gallagher comes on, good conservative guy. He'll be on until 11. At 11, the ultimate conservative, Rush Limbaugh, shows up until 2. At 2 o'clock, he's followed up by who I think is the number 2 conservative talk show host in the country, Sean Hannity. And then at 5 o'clock, Jay Sekulow, that's right, the president's lawyer, uh, is going to be doing an hour show here at the radio so station. So we got Rush Limbaugh. He is the number one talk show host, <laughs> perhaps in the world. Yeah, and then Sean Hannity's number two. Is number it? two? Yeah, oh. and I don't know where Sekulo Shek- is at. Who is number three? Is it Dave Ramsey? Ramsey's four or five. Four or five. That's us, Paul. Then, oh, three is now. Is, is Dave Ellsworth? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> With the power pen. That's right. With that's the power right. pen. That's it. <laughs> But yeah, I, I'm changing. Who was number three last I looked at? It wasn't Glenn Beck. Beck had fallen off considerably. Um, I don't know. I can tell you like who some of the top ten guys are. I tell you one thing: CNN has changed. I watched some CNN this weekend, and I thought I was watching Fox News on CNN. Really? They, they were covering some of the issues uh, 
That's on, only on, on the weekends, then. Oh, is that right? Yeah, uh, it sure ain't during the weekdays. <laughs> because I was Holy watching cow. before they had two reporters covering you know, Mitt Romney and the Republicans that did not vote to bring in more witnesses, and they were mm. uh, letting them plead their case, you know, yeah. of why they wanted more witnesses. Mm. And uh, I almost thought that... I guess they were trying to be fair and balanced, I guess. but uh, Who knows? Well, maybe no, the, they won't be at the station much longer if that's what was going well, on. Well, yeah. maybe the working people are maybe off a little more on the weekends, and so the, the people who are on welfare are watching. Well, they CNN were all down at the Super Bowl probably, weren't that, they? That may have been. That may have been. But <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I really don't care why Mitt Romney thought he needed to hear more witnesses. I'm so, so uh, I went ahead and listened to it, but I didn't turn you know, on Fox yeah. News to hear about why Mitt Romney tried to justify his position on needing to hear more witnesses. Uh, more witnesses. And, you know, generally, more witnesses might be better, but you know, I, don't, I don't know how a normal case would go. But if a terribly stupid case becomes before a judge, is there any reason why a judge can't say, you know what, this I'm going to dismiss this case because it's it's unfounded. Well, We're wasting th- everybody's time. There's no debate over what was said or done. The only thing they're arguing about is motive between his ears. So there's there's no reason for more witnesses. You can and read for it. the see for the Democrats, that's easy to do because they believe in in hate crime legislation, which is all about what goes on between your ears. That's exactly well, right. Well, yeah, and so the thing is that that. There's a lot of things that might be wrong. Depending, your your motives could make something that's not wrong into something that's wrong. But if you don't, if you can't read someone's mind, if they can't tell you, yes, I did this because of, of this, that, or the other, then at some point it's like there's not enough evidence. It's, it's not wrong. illegal until you say or do something. So you do it. That's exactly that's right. That's exactly right. So, so I don't. Well, I mean, just but, like just like campaign donations, there's a fine line between a campaign donation and a bribe, but. Unless someone says, yes, I'm taking this money in exchange for doing a favor for you, then you have to assume the campaign donation is 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 legitimate. Okay. Essentially. According, Sorry, to, according to Talkers Magazine, Sean is number one. Who? Sean, Sean Hannity. Number- Rush is number two. How was that? And awesome. number three, Dave Ramsey. Hmm. That's All your right. top. That's your top they, three talkers. Are they saying that John Hannity has actually surpassed Rush Limbaugh? Well, they probably they probably the, go. No, they they can't. You, you don't know exactly how many listeners. Right. They go by how many stations, stations they're right. on, and uh, it could be because Sean barters his show. It doesn't cost you anything. Mm. Uh, he's got more stations. Rush, on the other hand, you pay. Right. Yeah, you know, El Rushbo. To come and do a show on your show, yeah. on your station, just the way it is. Here's what Twitter is saying about the latest Iowa poll. This is the one they did not release, all right, but it, of course, got out. Sanders, 22%. Warren, 18%. Buttigieg, 16%. Who have, whose name haven't I said yet? Biden. Yeah, Biden. <laughs> Biden, 13%. Wow. They have a big problem. Democrats have a big problem. Well, I'm going to tell you, if Sanders gets the nomination, I'm not saying it's going to be an easy campaign, but it will be a clearly defined campaign. There is no doubt about it. And that will be a There are a lot clear. of Democrats that came to vote for Bernie Sanders. <laughs> it's going to be wild. All right, so today, Paul, is National Carrot Cake Day. Really? All right. Well, I How like about carrot that? Cake. I like carrot cake. 
I like my mom's carrot cake. My mom didn't use all that frosting mm-hmm. on hers. You know, the cream cheese frosting that they got. She didn't have any of that. Just the cake. It was a cake dusted with powdered sugar, and it was wonderful. I bet it was good, but I am not opposed to cream cheese sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I do yeah. not have a problem with it. You got, yeah, I like cream cheese. <laughs> I like that stuff. But, yeah, I was going to make some um, uh, Chipotle dip because I made wings for the, the game oh, yesterday. Man. And... Uh, the re- the recipes that I found for it, I had to find chipotle peppers, which is not easy to do, to be honest. I found that out. And number two, it's made with uh, with cream cheese. It's not made. Really? Uh, I thought it was made with mayo. Really? Well, it's made with about a half a cup of mayo and a full, big old eight-ounce package, ounce of, um, package cream of cream cheese. I knew I liked that stuff for some reason. <laughs> you liked that a lot, huh? Yeah. But I found I uh, had some this weekend. I went to the big box store. I went to, to Walmart, to Wally World. And did Wally World not spend a lot of money on the the game last night? Every one of those ads that you you saw of theirs, $5.6 million for a 30-second ad. Wow. And uh, they spent some money last night. Big, big money. I did like the one ad that they had all the Marvel characters in. They did they did that. And then who was the one that did with the cleaners? They had Mr. Clean in it and all of those. That was Wanda. Oh, yeah. And um, I got to forget the other guy's name. But, um, you know, she's Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Yes, that one. Yeah, they did that. That was, uh, yeah, what was it? They, what What's the... Uh, that was Disney Plus. Disney Plus. It was her and who else? Is it, it was Falcon, of course. It was Falcon and yeah. Uh, I, th- I thought Cap- it was cool the way it opened up and it had the cap shield in the tree, right? Yeah, and, and then you saw, you know, uh, the Falcon reach out and mm-hmm. grab it and throw it. Yeah, you know, I thought that was pretty cool. Yep. But that's what's the name of that show that they're going to have on Disney Plus? That's got got uh, the Scarlet Witch and the. It's called Wonder and something like Wonder is something. I have to find yeah, out. Yeah, something and 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 Wonder Wish, which or whatever. It kind of, I kind of like the uh, Tide commercial that they tied in with Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four, where she landed in the in the mall, and then she the guy walks past her with his clothes. <laughs> that they carried that ad through the whole Super Bowl. Yeah, he got that stain, yeah. and he, she said, "Do it later." And it was like, by the time he finally did it, he had gray hair, and she had gray hair, and then she put her hand on his shirt, and she had something on her hand, and he goes, oh, no. That was a great commercial. Yeah, it was yeah. good. It was, it was, there were some was really well good commercials done. last night. You know what my favorite one, and I don't even know what they were advertising, the one with Jason Momoa. That he, was so weird. Where he took his arms off, and then he took off his uh, his. His muscles and all that, and he was this real thin guy with really puny arms <laughs> and stuff. Face. And then showed him with uh, Bonet. That's his wife, right? Isn't he married to Lisa Bonet? Yes, she yeah. is. Yeah, and he could he couldn't hardly bench press the bar. I thought it was great. It was that, Jason Momoa is Aquaman, dude, and he is built. All right, he's built like a brick blank house just so you know all right that guy's got muscles on top of muscles the only person that's i think built bigger chest wise than him he's got a 50 inch uh, momoa doesn't but is the rock of course the rock rock, the rock has yeah. got a 50 inch chest yeah <gasps> yeah everybody's 
says, well, why don't you look like The Rock or whatever? So that's his job. I we have, go to yeah, work that's every right. day. We do 40 hours I mean, at work. And we have like, working Burger King. Well, and working muscle doesn't look like that anyway. Well, that's exactly right. Did you, hear, did you hear how big his uh, biceps are? 27 inches. Is that right? 27 inches. And his I, waist is 35. His biceps <laughs> are almost as big as his waist. And I heard he was getting uh, bigger just because of the Black Adam role. Yeah, well, he's got to do that. He was huge for Hercules. Right. I mean, huge. He sure was. I think I showed you that his uh, stuff that he had on Twitter about how many calories. He was eating like 10,000 calories a day because he was working out so hard. There used to be a guy in Cabot that was about that big. His name was Michael Todd. He was a heavyweight arm wrestling champion of the world. Michael Todd. Uh They call him Monster Michael Todd. And he was from Cabot, Arkansas. He's and, gone now. Uh, yeah, he got enough he, money yeah, that he didn't moved, have to live yeah, in Cabot. Yeah, he moved out of town. But he used to train, <laughs> used to train in Cabot, and uh, he, he was a professional arm wrestler, still is. All right, so think about this. Sanders is leading in Iowa, and Warren is right behind him. These are the two most progressive candidates running on the Democratic side. That's not unusual because you're talking about all the young people and all of the real big progressives are going to get behind them, and those are the people that turn out for, you know, the primaries. Buttigieg is in third. He's well off the pace, as is Biden. So what what is President Trump doing? Well, he's not really worried about Iowa. He's worried about Michigan. He's worried about Pennsylvania. He's worried about Wisconsin. So how is he doing in those battleground states before we go to break, let me give you Rona McDaniel. She's the RNC chairwoman. She talks about internal polling. Just say this, our internal polling where we've been in all these states, our analytics, which is more accurate, shows the president in very good shape in all of these states. Uh, I am not concerned about any of them. Nobody has become the presumptive front runner. You're actually seeing more people get in the race. Uh, you're seeing an energy problem for Biden. You have a huge issue with his national security stances as vice president. And then with Bernie, he's gone way too far with talking about taking away people's um, health care plans and taking a, a government control of health care. So we're going to be good against any of them because we have a record that the president can run on of seven million new jobs wages going up and you see in poll after poll that you do see uh people feel good about the economy they know that they're better off than they were four years ago and that's what we're going to get to run on there you go all right so that's what uh the rnc chairwoman is saying rona mcdaniel it's wandavision that's going to be on disney plus i got to tell everybody we've got an extra member on the morning show She's just not here. Elizabeth is listening to the show, is on her computer, and is uh, sending me information we have as a researcher we're going. So our researcher is doing her thing uh, this good. morning. I don't know if she's ate any breakfast yet or not, <laughs> or if she, I, I don't know. Maybe she did like a you know a, a bowl for, full of meth or something just to wake up. I kind of thought at 3 o'clock in the morning I was going to have to do that to get up this morning. Okay, a break. Let's take a break. We'll come back here. on Our first hour is just about up. Uh, what are, what time are we starting Iowa coverage tonight? Like 8 o'clock? You know, Zach, have you been given the, the name? He's looking on the log. That's what tells us. That's our roadmap. So here's what's going on this week is get your week going. So Iowa today, 
State of the Union tomorrow night. Okay. And then Wednesday, the final vote to, Acquittal. you know, acquit President Trump. So that, that that's what the first three days of this week are going to, to be like. Senator Lindsey Graham talked about uh, the whole impeachment thing, had this to say here. Let's uh, hear what he had to say. Well, the Democrats have the ability to drag out the trial. There was an agreement reached to do it Wednesday at 4, allow some Democratic candidates to go to Iowa. I think that had a lot to do with it. But we're going to turn the page on impeachment at 4 o'clock Wednesday. All Republicans will vote not guilty. I think we'll pick up a handful of Democrats. I'm glad this trial is coming to end. It's the closest I ever want to be to being in purgatory, so it's been painful. It's going to end, and we're going to turn the page and deal with the issues important to the American people. And the day of reckoning is coming uh, for congressional and Senate oversight of Joe Biden and the FISA warrant process. Ooh. I thought wow. you'd like to hear I that like ending. Because he said, I, well, yeah. he made the statement before the, the trial got underway in the Senate. He said he didn't want to call Biden as a, as a witness during the trial. He wanted to deal with that after the trial. You know, I, I really thought when Donald Trump got elected and put his cabinet together and started running this country that he played nice. He did not go after Hillary Clinton for all the crimes that he'd done. He did not try to put Hillary Clinton in prison. He did not. Just from day one, say everyone that was appointed as a director as or as leadership in a department is now out of a job. I mean, he come in gradually and started turning screws and started heading in the direction that he wanted to go. But he wasn't he wasn't abrupt about it or he didn't play ball like the Democrats are well, playing. Well, I was ball. surprised because if I had been the president, I can tell you I would have cleared out a whole lot of the holdovers Day from one. the Obama administration, and he did not do that. Especially from the FBI and the CIA yeah. and the Department of Justice. Yeah. Well, I would have liked to see him take a bunch of these people out and leave their seats empty. Well, that yeah, that would and be cut, even better. Cut down the amount of people, yeah. the size of government. Yeah. I think I could go along with yeah. that. Non-essential. Some, some I call that yeah, the non-essential yeah. personnel. The ones that don't have to show up on snow days and yeah. stuff, yeah. probably yeah. you could make, make exactly. do without make, them. Make that would that. be my first list. Have it's a snow like, day and make it permanent. The snow day list, all right, yeah. don't come back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was in uh, down in Hot Springs on Saturday from about noon until four o'clock doing a a candidate forum down there and had a great time. It was me and Paul Harrell and uh, uh, Glenn uh, were there and uh, we were asking the questions. Great. And it was good to see Glenn again. I hadn't seen Glenn in a couple of years and he and I were tight uh, on the show. Uh, He did a lot of work with me on the Dave Ellswick show, went to CPAC a couple of years with me and, we we really had a great time. It was capital. yeah, and it was really some great great talk uh, that we had uh, between the two of us. Gallus is a really great guy, but he lives down in Waco now and is doing well. He's like uh, a VP of the company that he's working with. It's like part of Rotor Rooter or whatever. He had been in Mexico last week and. He was telling me about the uh, the place that they stay, the resort, and man, it sounds like it was awesome. Mm-hmm. So I I'm really happy things are going well. But it was interesting talking to the candidates 
and uh, some of the answers that I heard. It was it w- <laughs> we had a lot of judges, and judges are hard to question because they can't talk about specific issues. So my typical question for them was, you know, if you had to pick a, the Supreme Court justice now or in the past that you most would identify with, who it, who would it be? And so by hearing what they said, I could kind of figure out where they stood politically. Most said uh, Gorsuch uh, in there. Some said Scalia. Uh, but uh, there were a couple that said uh, Roberts. And I'll be honest with you. You said Roberts, you just lost my vote. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. serious. You lo- you lost my vote. I wouldn't I wouldn't vote for you. And I'll be voting for some of those folks because the first uh, ones that we talked to were uh, you know, Mrs. Webb, of course, uh, who's running for Supreme Court, and then Chip Welsh, who's running for the Supreme Court. And I'll I'll let you guess which one said Roberts, and it was not the female. No. <laughs> I'm All right. So uh, bottom line was, uh, I probably just told you who I'm going to vote for for Supreme Court uh, with that. And don't forget that when you start voting on February, I think it's 17th is early voting, that um, up until, what is it, March, what, the 3rd is the last day for voting? I've I've got a quick question, Dave. Did you find on those uh, type of events that I've been to, I've always been amazed by how little the people knew about that are running knew about current issues in the state. Did you find that? Yes, to be I true? did. I had, so, I, I won't, I won't say that. Well, I'll just say he's running for state Senator. That's all I got to say. It wasn't Alan Clark. All right. Uh, bottom line, he didn't have an answer to any of our questions, none of our questions. And sad. it was legitimate things that I asked. I asked, well, if you're running for senator, evidently you don't think the current senator is is, is doing enough. What would you Where think? did he fail? What are you going to do differently? It's a good question. And he said, "I don't know." If I'm if I'm going to go to the trouble of running against somebody, it better be somebody that I don't agree with. Be yeah. Yeah. Because because it, I'm going to spend that much. Well, money. he did <laughs> say in his answer in a roundabout way, he was saying he didn't agree, but he didn't want to say what it was he didn't agree hey, with. If you don't have what? enough backbone to say what you disagree about your opponent What's with, you don't have enough backbone to be in the Senate. There you mm-hmm. go. Let's take a break. We'll be back for the second hour. Jan Morgan's on her way. She'll join us during the seven o'clock hour. We'll talk about Bloomberg and guns when we return on the Dave Ellswick Show. Central Arkansas, it is six minutes after seven. It's 54 in Cabot, Conway, Hot Springs. Pine Bluff is at 52. And, of course, Little Rock is at 54. 
four. So everybody's having about the same temperature. Uh, they're calling for showers after noon today, about 20% chance there. Tonight, that goes up to uh, 60 or 70% with showers likely than some uh, thunderstorms perhaps in our area. As you just heard them talking about up uh, to the north, they might have some uh, snow, in fact. New rainfall amounts uh, between a tenth and a quarter of an inch over the night, then showers and possibly a thunderstorm before noon tomorrow with another quarter to a half and an inch possible. So another inch of rain over the next two days. We're not we going to need worry it. about forest fires in Arkansas. No, right not now. right now. It ain't necessary. They don't have a burn ban up in Lone Oak. I know that. All right, so uh, if you thought uh, – Hugh Hewitt was going to be here? Not not anymore. He's not going to be here. I am. The Dave Ellswick Show has moved to the mornings. I start at 6 a.m. I go to 9. The uh, power panel is here. They're ready. Paul's here. Uh, RD is here. Jan is on her way. She's going to join us here shortly, and I'm holding off on my Bloomberg story until she gets here. Uh, play that ad that he played during the Super Bowl last night uh, and uh, that he paid Ten million dollars for ten million dollars. I thought the president had a great ad that he played during the the Super Bowl, which was basically jobs. Mm-hmm. He knows he knows what gets everybody's attention. Politics is an expensive game. You, well, especially in the Super Bowl, the, yeah. a, a thirty second ad was five point six million dollars in the wow. first Super Bowl, which wasn't even called the Super Bowl. Super Bowl didn't start until Super Bowl three. That's when they called it. You know why they call it the Super Bowl? Lamar Hunt is the and from the Hunt family who owned the Chiefs. Yeah, the family KC. still owns them, and uh, so they they won the the Super Bowl last night, of course. But they he picked the Super Bowl because he was watching his daughter play with this toy that I remember as a kid called a Super Bowl. Do you mm. remember the Super Bowl? Where you bounce that ball and that ball would shoot way oh, up yeah, in the l- air. A little rubber. Yeah, yeah, a little rubber ball. It was called a Super Bowl. And uh, that's where he picked up Super Bowl. Yeah, and the, the rest divisions, is history. Yeah, where the two divisions was play each other. I think baseball started that first, and then they decided they would continue it. Do well, the they, same they did their, yeah, they did their own World Series, so to right. speak. And it was the AFL against the NFL. And, of course, now it's... Both of them are the NFL, but they're the AFC and the NFC. So that's the way that's a little history lesson for you today, just so you'll know. And everybody's in their car going to work right now. Be safe out there, okay? And we want you to be safe. Don't tailgate. But to, to get you get you to work, I just wanted to mention that back in 1959, I'm going to give you a little history lesson here, three Seminole rock and roll artists died on this day in Clear Lake, Iowa. Their names were Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and the Big Bopper. And a song was done about them. Became very, very popular. So I'll let you sing along for just a moment. I can't play too much of it because if I do, then people who are watching on Facebook right now, they're, they're going to turn turn off the sound. So here is a little bit of Don McLean for you. I can still remember how that music used to make me smile 
And I knew if I had my chance That I could make those people dance And maybe they'd be happy for a while But February made me shiver With every paper I'd deliver Bad news on the doorstep I couldn't take one more step I can't remember if I cried When I read about his widowed bride But something touched me deep inside The day the music died So bye-bye, Miss American Pie Drove my Chevy to the levee But the levee was dry And then good old boys Were drinking whiskey and rye Singing this'll be the day that I die This'll be the day that I die Did you write the book of love And do you have faith All right, so 1959, this day. It was the death of uh, Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and uh, the Big Bopper. Why was it the day the music died? Well, Don McLean said it was right after that that the British invasion began. So American rock and roll died for a while. Yeah. Well, that song was 1971, and I was in kindergarten age at that time listening to Casey Kasin in American Top 40 before I went to bed at night. So I love that. That brings back. Goosebumps. What grade? Me. What grade were you in? I was in kindergarten. You're in kindergarten. I was getting ready to graduate from high school. You were graduating high school, and I was in kindergarten. So <laughs> we're twelve years even, apart. My so. parents weren't even married yet. Yeah, Casey there you go. Casey was a big deal in yes, 1971. Yes, he was. Yep. Great, uh, great show as well. But that was uh, from this day back in 1959. Uh, a, a really, you know, if you want to wear a black armband today, I'll let you. Uh, because back in 1913, that's the day they passed the 16th Amendment. And uh, for all of you folks out there that are any kind of constitutional scholar, what was the 16th Amendment? Do you remember? Just off the top of your head real quickly as you're driving into work, what happened in the 16th Amendment? Should they call in and tell us? Yeah. Uh, uh, I won't make him do that. Federal income tax. Federal income tax. Now he's really trying to make us cry. <laughs> yeah. you know, you... You're going to be dealing with that shortly. You're going to be dealing We're with that shortly. We're already dealing with it most as, of as you, a company. Yeah, most of you will be getting your W-2s before the middle of February, or you should be by law, and then you got until April to pay. You got to pay up, baby, because they need every of... penny from you that they got coming. Well, I'm just get, saying. If they're going to solve, if the government is going to solve all our problems, they need all our money to do it with. That's right. To protect us from ourselves. They need all our money well, so they can protect us from ourselves. We're obviously not smart enough to be Oh, no, we're not smart spend enough our own to make and, and health care decisions. Right. We need somebody to make those decisions for us. Right, because you know, how would I know what kind of insurance to buy for myself if government didn't come along and tell me that I needed maternity care? Well, we got to let them pick out our company so we don't do something stupid. All right. So, what's the big deal going on today? Well, we outside of politics, if you didn't know, Kansas City won the Super Bowl last night, thirty-one to twenty. They were down twenty to ten going into the fourth, fourth quarter, 
in fact, going into the last eight minutes of the game and scored 21 unanswered points to win the Super Bowl. Andy Reid, first uh, uh, Super Bowl win as a head coach. He had a ring from 1996 that he got when he was with the Green Bay Packers. He was the receivers coach uh, at that time. He lost uh, in a Super Bowl when he was the head coach of Philadelphia. And I thought, oh man, I hope history is not going to repeat itself because that's see that's one of the things that he's kind of known for is not being able to win the big game as many games as he's won because he's won everything last else. night was 222 all wins. right i'm an underdog guy so if you always ask me who i'm rooting for i'm usually rooting for the well you should have been rooting for the 49ers no they no. were one and a half point under but, i still can't believe that too I, well that's crazy they are an establishment they are an establishment <laughs> i mean they've had young they've had you know they have montana they have the organization in place that knows how to win super bowls well, i'll tell you the guy that you could see it on his face that he knew the game was they're going to lose the game was lynch up there in the in the skybox you could watch his face in the fourth quarter could you not zach mm-hmm. when you watched him you could see let's even go back to again before halftime they had one drive with over i believe a minute left and they didn't decide to like I say initially go for it to go down and score and he was calling for a timeout which the coach didn't do no. so i mean let's just uh, and he, john lynch wasn't happy he wasn't happy what a great ball player he was of course he played for denver and but, he played for the tampa bay buccaneers yeah so the bottom line is uh, he's just a great one. And he was one of those guys that he wanted to tear your heart out when you went out on the field. You know who I thought was good? You know, they showed at the beginning of the telecast, they had all of those players from all 54 Super Bowls. Right. You know the guy that I was so happy to see? Who? Ronnie Lott. Yes. Did you see Ronnie Lott? He was, his, he was ready to go out on the field That's last right. night. He played with San Francisco back in the 90s. He was, man, you didn't want to come across the middle of Ronnie Lott was out there. He'd knock you into tomorrow or back to yesterday when he hit you. He was a tough ball player. Well, that's the thing about sports. When you're watching somebody, you can tell you can tell their attitude and if they believe they can win or not. There's some people that are never beat un- until the last tick. Joe Montana t- never yeah. was beaten until he couldn't get the ball in his hand. Uh, Tom Brady Tom is the Brady. same way. How about Bradshaw? Well, used to Bradshaw, Bradshaw was the same play. way. Bradshaw beat the 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 Rams one year, running toward the opposite end zone and threw it over his shoulder, running the opposite direction and and threw a touchdown. I mean. Those guys are great guys. They weren't beat until the last second was off the clock. And when you saw the San Francisco on that last drive, it just you just didn't see the fire. So yeah. who, no, they you could see them walking when they got in the twenty to seventeen. You could look at San Francisco players, and in their eyes, it said, "Uh oh, <laughs> uh oh." I tell you, I was telling everybody at the party last night, I said, everybody said that it was all over with. And I looked at him, I said, all Kansas City needs is one big play. That's all. Doesn't well, not, it doesn't that have to be a score. Just one big play. And how how long was that, that, uh, that pass? About, 44 yards. Yeah. That he threw it down the left sideline mm-hmm. and, and caught the guy. It was all over after that. It's like somebody turned them on 
lit them, lit them on fire. It was this, third and 15. That's yeah. it, yeah. They Again, made that big play. I mean, play. like I said, if my Patriots can come back from 28 to 3 down, anything can happen in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And there was too much time left. Yeah, well, there was too much time. And they had three timeouts, too. And my, my wife's saying, oh, they don't have enough time. I said, with three timeouts, man, that's like having almost hey. 12. You got 12 minutes. Especially with hey. that team. You're good. Hey, great people say, hey, now you're going to see what we're made of. Yeah, that is A true. great person that says, listen, we've been playing around. That's what the Lakers used to be in the Celtics. You know, it was like, hey, we're just messing around until you get to the final game. Yeah. When you get to the final game, it's going to say, we've got a next level that you hadn't even seen yet. Yep. And that's what great people do. When that's they right. are right down to the wire, they say, okay, I've been saving something for you, and I'm about to show it to you. You're talking well, about when Larry Bird <laughs> used to play with the Celtics? Oh, yeah, when it was Celtics and Magic Johnson and mm. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Those guys, you might not even watch them during, during the year mm-hmm. because you wouldn't have David nothing. Cowan was the same. Yeah. Is that right? Is well, Cowan the yeah, same? back in the like, 60s. The red. Yeah. Well, yeah. now you get back to the 60s. Time. 60s was Havlicek and and uh, Russell and those guys. Or did Cowan play for you the had Jabal Wilkes. You had to get up to the 80s, you know, you basically, for, or the late Johnson. 70s, I guess, for Bird. I mean, right, it was like Larry Bird, Bird, you know, came out of Indiana State. Right. You know, he he wouldn't play for Bobby Knight. They'd take him to the hospital and put him in traction. And he'd be in traction in the hospital overnight. And when he got on the when he got on the court, you'd think he was nineteen years old. I mean, uh I mean, this is a different time. I Larry mean, Burry, he played with so many injuries, especially to that back. Yeah. And, and yeah. Hosted him. Yeah. yeah, but you know, they turned it off. They had to switch. The great people's got to switch. That's true. And whenever it's time to turn the switch on, they turn the switch on. That's true. And nothing else matters. That's true. I got to meet Bird when I was at uh, WIBC. Really nice. He was a nice guy. I mean, he was like general manager of the Pacers at the time. Great guy. Really great guy. I'm watching awesome. Paul. We're, in, we're talking sports, fan. and Paul is sitting here <laughs> quietly. <laughs> he, he doesn't have anything to say. So when we come back, Paul, just for you. Let's catch everybody up on what's going on in Iowa. And if you're a burn, if you're feeling the burn, might be your night. We'll talk about it as we come back to the Dave Ellswick Show on now in the mornings from 6A until 9A right here at 101.1 FM. FM, I almost said AM. FM, <laughs> the, uh, the answer, home of Rush Limbaugh. All right, we are back. And uh, let's get into something Paul likes to talk about which is politics yeah and uh, and so does rd and so do i and so does jan she's on her way twitter has uh, gotten out on um the twitter sphere and that spiked iowa poll because they didn't in the poll evidently they didn't include Buttigieg in all of them mm-hmm. all right so if you take that into consideration and look at these numbers if you're a Biden fan, it's even more concerning <laughs> worse, for perhaps. you, all right? Sanders in that poll was leading at 22%. Warren was at 18%. Buttigieg was at 16%. And Biden, 13 Wow. Let me say that again. 13 uh, percent. He's almost trailing Sanders by 10 percentage points. That's huge. 
You know, basically all polls are spiked, in my opinion. You can control who you call. You can control what time you call. You can control the questions that you ask. But those numbers right there tell me that the Democrats are in big trouble because I don't think that this country— If they don't want Sanders— I don't think this country's socialist enough enough yet to to, to elect Bernie Sanders. I may be living— in in some kind of bubble somewhere, but I don't think it's Bernie Sanders' time yet, and it I is. don't look for, forward to the day that it is. It is scary though, because the the, the idea that Sanders could get that much traction, it's it, sad. It, it is sad. But the thing is, though, should we be terribly surprised? We've got we've had children sequestered in these government indoctrination centers, known as public schools, for from the time they're four or five years old. Some of them even earlier than that. They started them in preschool. You immerse a child in socialism, you shouldn't be surprised when they come out socialists. Yeah, it's sad. we got to take our curriculum and our schools back, and that's parents' fault. It's school board's fault. But, you know, a lot of time it's the state, it's the governor and the state legislature's fault because they let the federal government control our schools through a checkbook. They control the testing through, well, through a check. Uh, tying it to money, just like they control our speed limit and just like they control right. our helmet laws and our gun laws is by a checkbook. Is, and that is frustrating, the way the state of Arkansas sells us out. They will take a bribe from the federal government in exchange for taking our rights away. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, all right. So last night during the pregame, all right, the president spoke with Sean Hannity, and they aired that. So during that interview, uh, the president – you know, said that the State of the Union address is going to go ahead as scheduled tomorrow night. We'll carry it live here on 101.1 FM. Uh, the answer and the Democrat response, I think our coverage begins at 8 o'clock uh, our time, uh, said uh, the president, uh, she says, I think Pelosi's a very confused and very nervous woman. Uh <laughs> Speaker Nancy Pelosi uh, reluctantly announced impeachment proceedings last year after months of resisting the progressive wing of her party. Quote, I don't think she wanted to do this. I think she really knew what was going to happen, and her worst nightmare now has happened. I don't think she's going to be there too long either. I think that's the radical left. And she's sort of radical left too, by the way. But I think the radical left is going to take over. The president cited the personal costs of the multiple investigations that have taken place during his administration, saying the media is deliberately ignoring historic economic numbers and the, the good stuff to uh, focus on invented scandals. Said the president, it's been very unfair from the day I won, from the day I came down from the escalator, it probably started from there. It's been a very, very unfair process. The Mueller report, Russia, 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 as you say, which was total nonsense. It was all nonsense, the whole thing. It was very unfair. Mostly it was unfair to my family. I mean, my family suffered because of all this, and many other families have suffered too. Yeah, talk to Carter Page. Uh, But Trump said his supporters would remain undeterred. He says there's a revolution going on in America, and I mean a positive revolution. The president also asserted that DNC was rigging the election again against crazy Bernie Sanders and candidates such as Senator Booker 
after the DNC announced it would change debate rules in a way that would help Mike Bloomberg appear on stage. As Trump spoke, an NBC News report indicated former Secretary of State John Kerry (coughs) had been overheard in Iowa discussing getting in the presidential race. John Kerry had a Twitter uh, uh, verse feed that was just laden with the profanity saying, absolutely not. He was not getting into (laughs) into the race. Uh, it says the carry fired off a since deleted, highly uncharacteristic profanity on Twitter, then insisted he was not running for president, but didn't deny the NBC News report. Well, you know, I could run for president and do better than Bernie Sanders. I, <laughs> I can miss horse face. Hmm. Well, I'll tell you why. Delaney just walked. In. All right. Are we in the rush? Okay. All right, we are back here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. By the way, the phone line's always open for this show, 823-0965, 823-0965, and you can call in and, and bring up anything you'd want. Uh, now Jan Morgan has uh, entered in, and she's got a coffee cup that says, I woke up this way. I woke, I, I wake up like this. Okay, so with, she's with makeup here. on, yeah, right. Yeah. So <laughs> hey, she's let here. let me tell you. This is so foreign to me. I, I normally don't wake up until like 9, 10, 11. I understand. What? what is yeah, wrong that's, with you, girl? I, I know, but that's just me. But I stay up really, really, really late. So to show you how out of sources I am this time of the morning, I sat there and tried to type in the code to this to this to get in here in the office across the hallway on the other side. Okay. I can't figure out why it didn't work. <laughs> I can't but, get in. Yeah. <laughs> and let me tell you something else, folks. If you're out there driving right now, if you're wondering who the maniac was who was just driving with road rage this morning, it was me. Because here's why. I have not driven to Little Rock to do your show at a time period where I had to go through rush hour traffic. Oh, there you go. But I was doing that this morning. And let me explain something. In case you didn't know, it is against the law, okay? It's against the law to drive in the left lane. That is a passing lane. It's a passing lane. If what there's anybody behind you, move are, over. Yeah. Oh, listen, I was you you want to know what tailgating is when you can read the tiny, tiny little fine print on somebody's serial number on the back of their window sticker. That's because I can't tell you how many people literally drive in the left lane. That is illegal. If I was a cop, I would do nothing but stop people and fine them for doing that. That's a passing zone. You're only supposed to go in that lane when you're passing the car. that's in the right lane. And then you're supposed to get back over in the right lane. It's not a driving lane. So just same that's okay i i I went through the exact thing you're going through this morning i did it saturday coming down the hot springs for the candidate forum oh yeah because there was a a lady stands just staying in the left lane at 50 miles an hour yeah i don't I mean, I even, if, I even flicked or, my lights on and off. You know, that's, yeah. that, that means when somebody is behind you and they're flicking their headlights on and off at you that usually means something but the guy that was in front of me at one point, I just kept flicking my lights, and he kept just staying there, and he wouldn't move over, and I couldn't go you over. Couldn't because get around. Like, yeah. No. Yeah. Well, that there was a girl driving a car on Highway Five on Saturday, who thought that she was so cute driving about forty-five miles an hour, and then when I tried to go around her, she immediately moved over into my lane and blocked me again. Oh. And so she was she was going to be 
law enforcement, I guess. She mm. didn't, I, as far as I know, I didn't see anything that identified her as a law enforcement agent on her car. No, I, I doubt she had a badge, but she felt like it was, you know, up to her, her responsibility to keep me from going around her. Mm-hmm. Just crazy. Mm. Really crazy. Well, you are now national. We've got viewers on from uh, Kentucky, Minnesota, Dallas, Texas. All They're right. all of us. Well, so welcome. The, the folks in Dallas are saying, cry me a river. They understand. They yeah, know what rush, yeah, they are. rush hour yeah, sure. is like. I know <laughs> what it's like to drive between Fort Worth and Dallas. I lived there for three years yeah. while I was going to seminary. But it's worse now. I yeah, was there yeah, in and they yeah. have a lot of road construction going on. Now, that's right when now. horses were being ridden. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, between back in the, Fort back Worth in the and Dallas. Yeah, but, okay, so real quickly, for you who have just joined us, I'm sure you'll be very interested in this next story I want to uh, bring up. Mm-hmm. Michael Bloomberg, who, of course, is running for president now, spent $10 million last night on the Super Bowl to air one ad, and his ad was against what? Guns, of right. course, against guns. Mm-hmm. Here is exactly how that ad sounded. George started playing football when he was four years old. He would wake up every Saturday ready for the game. That became our life. He had aspirations about going to the NFL. On a Friday morning, George was shot. George didn't survive. I just kept saying, you cannot tell me that the child that I gave birth to is no longer here. Lives are being lost every day. It is a national crisis. I heard Mike Bloomberg speak. He's been in this fight for so long, he heard mothers crying, so he started fighting. When I heard Mike was stepping into the ring, I thought, now we have a dog in the fight. I know Mike is not afraid of the gun lobby. They're scared of him, and they should be. Mike's fighting for every child, because you have a right to live. No one has a right to take your hopes and dreams. I'm Mike Bloomberg, and I approve this message. It's All a right. false message. There, there you go. Yeah, it's a, it's a big-time false message because the way that that message is prepared, you think that they're talking about young children. Kemp, the person that they're talking about, she says you don't want to lose a son that way, was 20 years old when he was shot. Mm-hmm. And right. he was shot after gang-related firefights that went on the night before so was there some more so, was there some more visuals on this ad as well that were oh yeah stating, yeah you, stating you didn't see some what, stuff yeah tw- almost th- almost three thousand children a year die from gun violence yeah, 2900 <laughs> yes, gary epperson just texted me and said where's your makeup okay this <laughs> this is the wee hours of the morning i'm I sorry saw gary on the weekend yeah gary epperson you know what his nickname is by the way if anybody sees gary epperson out his nickname is snickers Snickers. Don't ask me why. Other than he loves but, Snickers. Let, let me get back to that ad. I need to rip go. that ad. Okay. First of all, every almost every single line in Michael Bloomberg's ad was an outright lie. For example, she used the the phrase "we we don't want any more lives lost." You know, because of lives lost, guns are the reason lives are lost. What she doesn't say, and what Michael Bloomberg never wants to talk about, is that over two hundred, over two million times. In America, every year, over two million times in America, every year, law-abiding citizens pull guns in self-defense and save lives. So they can talk about some of the lives lost, but more lives are saved because of firearms than lost. Then she talked about the gun lobby. You know, he has the he has the the bow the the courage to face the gun lobby. 
She, the same she, guy that Michael the Bloomberg wants to pretend like, and Moms Demand Action want to demonize and pretend like the gun lobby is the NRA. But that's not true anymore. The gun lobby is the American citizen. The millions, the 90 million gun owners in America, that's the gun lobby. She says, no one has a right to take your life. Well, I agree. That is so true. That's why we need guns. Because guns don't kill people. Guns save lives. And this this is the Bloomberg. He's he's. This is the same genius that decided that he needed to protect people from large soft drinks. Right? Thirty thirty two right. ounce right. soft drinks. Right. So this this is the genius who, who's who's gonna. Take, it, it's basically he's gonna he's gonna wage a war or wants to wage a war on a, on liberty and justice. He's not wanting to. He actually he is. is. And, he's, he is. and he, he is. has succeeded. Right. He succeeded in Virginia. He's about to pour sixty million dollars. He's promised to pour sixty million dollars into the midterms to to do around the country what he just did in Virginia. He did that. Mm. He did that. And and the reason he was allowed to succeed is because 2.6 million gun owners in Virginia sat at home and didn't vote. And folks, don't think that because we are Republican-controlled government in Arkansas that we are safe from the likes of Bloomberg. He just visited here. Yeah, he took a some, picture with our governor. He took a picture with the Little Rock mayor. He's got, a, he's got an agenda, and his agenda is to elect, to elect Democrats who vote against gun rights and people who call themselves Republicans but will vote against gun I'm, rights. I'm surprised yeah. that Commodore Hayes wasn't there, the former mayor of North Little Rock, because mm-hmm. he signed North Little Rock up for city, uh, cities against guns. Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you, yeah. part of that. Yes. I tell you what, so, for so the, the people. City, go ahead. So, go ahead. What, for the people driving in, you know, the fight's coming to Arkansas, and it's called a red flag, flag laws. Red flag laws is a law that says that your Second Amendment rights can be taken away from you without you doing anything without illegal at all mm-hmm. in any due process. And the, the governor and other people will say that I will support a red flag law as long as there is a due process. A red flag law cannot have a due process because that's what it means. It means that they, well, can, skip, laws, they can skip the due process well, the, to take the, your gun. Part, the, part due the, pro, the due process is to get them back after they take them away so, from so you. So part of the problem with the, with the due process factor is they can even write it into the law, but we've got a, we've got a, a, a government system right now that has a history of, of not – participating in due process when we're entitled to it they, they, they won't they won't give it to people for, for, when I, I testified against the red flag law on the Senate committee and I think it was Alan Clark who was making the point that with you know he, he does a lot with um, with child welfare cases and he was making the point that yeah they've supposed to, they're supposed to have due process with child welfare cases too when they take people's children away from them and do all these other sorts of things. And it's just not. It just doesn't. It's just not there. All right. Hey, okay. Ro- Robert Steinbach wants to join us real quickly. Let's let him join in. Okay. And be part of this. Yeah. Hey, Robert. What's up? Hey, Dave. I first and foremost just wanted to call on your very first morning <laughs> show in more years than any of us can count to congratulate you for taking over and soon to dominate morning radio here in Little Rock. So really, I, I just want to say congratulations. I look forward to joining you this coming Friday. Yep, you'll be on on Friday. Indeed. And then secondly, of course, listening to you all talk, you know, it's clear that you and Paul and R.D. and Jan and Rob Steinbuck are all a bunch of gun nuts. 
We don't understand the Constitution. We don't understand that the Second Amendment guarantees us the right to have a gun. And we're just here trying to infringe on other people's rights. Oh, wait, wait. Do I have that completely backwards? Is it that the government has habitually been trying to take away Americans' guns' rights? And we, people, good patriots, have been fighting to restore the rights that were originally enshrined in the Constitution. Yeah, I think I know the answer. But Robert, you've got, you got to understand, though, that, that we're just not trustworthy enough to have rights. we got to give all of our rights away to the government so the government can protect us from ourselves. We're just too stupid. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> well, I, I just want to, because we, we were talking about red flag laws, and R.D. brought up due process. But it's, you know, Robert, that this is much more than just a due process. Red flag laws. I've not seen a single red flag law or a risk extreme risk protection order out there yet that doesn't violate your first, second, fourth, fifth, sixth, and eighth amendment rights. Okay, so well, we've you, talked about this before, and what's mm-hmm. remarka- uh, remarkable about it is. So they come up with this kind of broad concept. Well, is somebody really dangerous, and we need to control them? There's a whole bunch of laws that deal with that already. And then you drill down, as you have done, Jan, into these red flag laws, and and you keep turning the page, right? Oh, well, it's on the next page where the due process is given, right, Jan? Mm -hmm. So you flip it over. You look on the back. Maybe it's printed on two sides. And you you get to the end, and you say, wait, what? What just happened here? That's the problem. Mm -hmm. True. There are a lot of problems with it. But anyway, expect that this is going to come back. We we were able in the last legislative session, and I say we, I'm talking about uh, Patriots of Act 746, 2A women, mm-hmm. lots of citizens around Arkansas. We were able this last legislative session to stop all of their efforts to get red flag laws or extreme risk protection orders passed in Arkansas. And, and these organizations... Uh, Moms Demand Action and Every Town for Gun Safety, they tried to sneak it in the back door. They tried to go through the School Safety Commission here in Arkansas and, well, let's just let's just bring it in the back door and maybe we can get it passed that way, where if your kid comes to school and says or does something that scares somebody related to firearms, then the government can come into your home and confiscate your firearms until you can prove that your child doesn't have mental issues or that you're going to be able to control your guns from your 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 child who don't, said something that scared don't people. Don't send your kids to public school. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, it could be your neighbor. It could be, it could be anybody. Local law enforcement. Mm-hmm. It could be anybody that thinks that your motives are not pure. Robert, thanks for your call. I'll see you, you on Robert. Friday, sir. Take care, all. Bye. All right. right bye bye. And let's uh, real quickly before we go to break. Lee is in Alabama. Hey, Lee, how are you? I'm doing good today, sir. How are you? I'm fantastic. What do you have for me? Well, it's a little off the gun thing. I'll agree with everything you're saying, but I just got a question. Is there one Democrat that would stand up and denounce socialism? Hmm. The it's answer hard. to that is no. It's hard to find Republicans <laughs> well, that denounce socialism. You know what? No, now I'm, I'm going to take issue with that. In Scott County, Arkansas, there were Democrats, Republicans, and independents who came together and took a stand and passed an ordinance protecting, standing up for the Bill of Rights, to, to defend the Bill of Rights, and to not allow unconstitutional laws to be enforced in their county. That's room, Scott County, Arkansas, and those were Democrats well, involved room, in that but, as well. But he was from Alabama. He wasn't talking about 
uh, Arkansas politics. He was talking national. Go ahead. But real quick, Delaney in the first Democratic debate said you cannot outlaw half of the American people's health insurance just because you want to control it. And the Democratic Party crucified Delaney and run him off. And he just he just fell out this week. I'm not saying he, that he was a good person, mm-hmm. but he spoke some go- common sense on stage and he got crucified for well, it. Well, but he still believed in Obamacare. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. Big, big time. All right, we'll take a break. We'll have more coming your way. Dave Ellswick show on in the morning now instead of the afternoon. We start at 6 a.m., go to 9 a.m. after us. It's Gallagher, and then Rush, and then Hannity, and then Sekulow. That's the way it all lines up. 54 degrees, 10 minutes till 8 here at 101.1 FM. The answer, home of the Rush Limbaugh program. All right, back. Seven minutes until uh, 8 o'clock, 54 degrees. Basically, uh, 54 most places. Cabot's at 52, Conway at 52, Hot Springs is holding in at 56 degrees. Got a 20% chance of some showers right afternoon today. And then uh, that jumps up to 65, 70% tonight with the chance of a thunderstorm. Look for uh, rain amounts around the uh, quarter of an inch. And then tomorrow, showers, possibly a thunderstorm before noon. Then showers and thunderstorms afternoon. And again, another half inch of rain possible. So look for another inch of rain over the next day. We could do without it. Yeah. I'm tired of it. But I like this weather. Oh, yeah. It's nice. This is motorcycle riding weather. As I was out going to my friends to watch the uh, Super Bowl. I didn't know you had any friends. 77 degrees. Did they have, Did they make you pay to come to that party? No, I didn't. <laughs> I did bring I did bring Oh, that's wings. right. You had to bring food. I did bring <laughs> I did bring wing, wings. I brought uh, teriyaki wings, lemon and pepper wings and uh, buffalo wings. Mm. All right. Yummy. So I had all of them. I had three different flavors that I thought covered the gamut. They made well, the chili. Fl- well, the game didn't disappoint anybody. No, it did not. I'm the so game pathetic. I didn't even know who was in the Super Bowl. How about that? <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know who was playing. I don't. I, I boycotted the NFL. Kansas City won. Kansas City won. Ever since Colin Kaepernick, I, I've boycotted the NFL. Well, he's gone. Yeah, but no, he's Nobody's still trying been, to come back. Yeah, but the NFL let him. him. They stood behind him. They stood behind him. They had some. They had they had a, a good American flag ad on. Yeah, and they had a really great uh, mm-hmm. American flag part to the halftime show. Mm-hmm. Chalo's daughter had a thing that looked like feathers that looked like the American flag. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I made a quick run to Lowe's for How some impressive. tools I needed today during the, <laughs> halftime, during the halftime show. Yeah. So I missed the halftime you, show. You put blinders on as you walked past the TV, didn't you? Didn't want to see Shakira and, and J-Lo up there doing uh, their shaking. Mm. It was fun. It was fun. It was, it was a... I just thought it was interesting, and I made a point at the at the game last night saying Ed Sullivan wouldn't show Elvis from the waist down because of moving his hips. He's moving his hips, and, and then now you look at Sha- what we have. You have Shakira and J-Lo up there twerking and belly dancing. It was just crazy. Yeah, I, I just, whatever. It was crazy. I, you know, I thought that I was probably in the minority, but I can tell you there are a lot of people that didn't watch Super Bowl. There are a lot of people who still boycott the NFL like I do. And I actually taught a pistol class all day yesterday from 1 to 7 p.m. Wow. I, I know. Wow. And there were people, I, I called all these people that signed up for my class. I called them 
a are couple of days sure? before, and I said, "Are you sure? Do you do realize when you signed up for this class that that is Super Bowl Sunday? Are you you're you're not going to call me the morning of and say, oh wait, I didn't know,' and not show up? I had a full class packed. Wow! I didn't have trouble getting uh, assistant instructors to to help me out either. Well, so. you know what? Criminals don't take a day off, <laughs> so you might as well learn mean? how to and take care have, of them. And they okay. have guns. Yeah, they do have. They guns. don't obey laws. They don't even obey signs on front doors or anything like you know, that. You're talking about government, aren't you? <laughs> hey, you know what was really cool? I have to share this. This was this was one of the coolest moments ever. All right. So my my organization, Two A Women. It's a national organization. We have state, we have chapters now in every state in America, and we're growing like leaps and bounds. Uh, but we also, in addition to being lobbyists for gun rights, uh, we also take donations from people, individuals, and we turn around and use the, those donations to pay for classes for women and men who can't afford to get the training they need okay. to carry a gun and handle a gun safely. And yesterday, one of our members of our class she was a recent victim of domestic violence her story was so horrendous it made the newspaper the sentinel record newspaper in hot springs it was a horrible her husband went crazy and even even threatened police but anyway she she had to move out very quickly and she wasn't able she couldn't afford to get the training she needed and and there's a gentleman in arkansas in another part of the state who had made a donation to two a women and he said i want to pay for the class of of someone a, a lady who can't afford to in memory of my wife died who died from cancer several years ago well I, I called him and I said, this lady is, he told him that she was going to take the class. And he actually came and they met and she cried and hugged him and thanked him for paying for her pistol class. And I just thought that was the coolest moment. And to get to be a part of that. That's and to very know that cool. a victim of domestic violence is now armed and trained and confident that she can save her own life and the life of her child if she needs all right, Jan Morgan, Paul Calvert, R.D. Hopper are all here in the studio. They got up bright and early and they're kind of bushy-tailed wanted to know that they're awake and we got a whole nother hour to come back and talk with you 54 degrees and about two minutes until eight o'clock in the eight o'clock hour we will talk to an iowan who will talk to us about the iowa caucus at the cockeye tonight we'll talk about all of that here as the dave ellswick show continues on 101.1 fm the answer of the Dave Ellswick Morning Show. Been doing afternoons for 20 years. Now we're doing mornings from 6 a.m. to 
9 a.m. And things have been going well today. It's 53 degrees, about seven minutes after 8. You're you're on your way to work. Kansas City won the Super Bowl. Bernie Sanders leads in the Iowa polls. And uh, Bloomberg's ad on the Super Bowl last night was full of lies. So you're ready ready (laughs) for the water. You're up ready for the water cooler now. (laughs) Let's speak about what's going on in Iowa. We've got an Iowan joining us today, Tanya Gertz. I think that's correct. Tanya, how are you? It's actually Tana. Okay. Thank you. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, So you tell us. Uh, Evidently, uh, Sanders... They're going crazy because he actually drew 3,000 people But last night, but he had Vampire Weekend there. He had Michael Moore there. He had uh, Omar there. He had all kinds of people there. The president shows up, and 175,000 people ask for tickets to come and see him. So you you tell me, uh, is Sanders really, are we feeling the burn? Is that what's happening? <laughs> well, no. I mean, yes, that's great to draw 3,000 people. President Trump is the draw. He's the greatest showman on earth, in my opinion. Uh, but no, I was uh, I was at all the Democratic events yesterday, even though I am working for President Trump. But I was there on our tractor. We were trolling around all those events. And Pete had an event that literally he had more people in line five minutes before the rally started than Donald Trump had. He had about the same that Donald Trump had 48 hours before Donald Trump's rally in 22 degrees. So uh, you can check that that excitement out. That was quite fun. We stole all the oxygen over at the Biden event, um, went around on our patriotic tractor. It's creating quite the buzz. Um, and we're just run, rolling around telling people exactly what you, would, you can expect with President Trump. So the enthusiasm for these other candidates by no means alarms us because, I mean, as you just mentioned, look at what our president has done and with his crowd. So the burn is happening, but it's not going to be definitely on our side. Michael Moore, a lot of people have said that, you know, he was strange. He was weird. He was foaming at the mouth. They just figured they just figured this out. Well, I didn't even know who the guy was until I saw him on TV, and I'm like, who is this guy? Uh, So, yeah, no, people are just figuring him out. But what you see is in the crowd, what I noticed was there was a lot of younger kids in the audience. And so I asked these younger kids, like, why are you – why are you here for Bernie? And they're like, well, we want free education. And I'm like, wait, isn't that what Elizabeth is promising you? And they're like, yeah, but we don't think she has what it takes, you know, because she's she's older. And, and I'm like, wait, you, you know how old Bernie is? <laughs> not, that age, not that age matters because Donald Trump is uh, – he's running circles around 40-some-year-olds. I mean, I worked on his campaign. I was the warm-up act before he went out every rally and I have a ton of energy and I'm like two decades younger than him and he was kicking all of our butts. So age really doesn't matter, but I mean the stamina and you got to have it. And uh, it's the it factor and and Bernie doesn't have it. Joe doesn't have it. Elizabeth doesn't have it. And definitely Michael Moore doesn't have it. Well, that's, there's no doubt about that. I have my power panel here this morning. Uh, Tana, let me let them get a couple of questions in. Artie, you going? Hey, uh, Tana, I'll just make the comment and, and ask a question. I've got a great friend in there in Des Moines, Mike Swift at Swift's Trails End Auto Recycling there in Des Moines. He is a small businessman and an entrepreneur, 
And uh, he has a conservative look because he has to pay taxes and try to stay in business. So are there a lot of small business uh, conservatives there in Des Moines like my friend Mike Swift? Absolutely. I had out to the event yesterday uh, two of my very, very most successful entrepreneur friends, small business owners. They're there. They love this president. And they said, we love this president because he rewards people who work hard. So they said their pocketbooks are booming. Uh, business is better than it's ever been. Their 401ks are growing. The economy's just busting at the seams. And so really what we find out is the hardworking people who have like dragged their nose to you know get where they're at in life, they love this president. But the lazy butts that want to sit on the sofa, eat their bag of Doritos and collect their welfare check, they don't like President Trump because he's cleaning and draining the swamp. And they're part of the swamp because they got their hand out. So most definitely, people like your friend, um, like myself, I'm a small business owner before I started working for the campaign uh, in 2016, 2015, but who's counting? Uh, the years seem to just be rolling together. But most of us that are hardworking, we love this president because he says, guess what? You can have the American dream just like I do. If you want insurance and education, get a job, huh? Right. <laughs> and, and now, and, and you know, seriously, if you want that, get a job. And then yesterday, Kellyanne Conway came to Iowa to, uh, you know, to kick off the surrogates coming. Right. And she said, I just want everybody in this room to know that President Trump and his administration say, if you don't have the brains or the finances or the means to go to college, we 100 percent support that decision. And that's why we're making the trade skills um, important. That's why we have entrepreneur apprentice programs. We want people to know that it's okay to not go to the four-year university. But back in the you know other presidencies, it's been more or less a taboo that if you didn't go to a four-year college, oh my gosh, you're such oh, sure. a loser. Yeah, that, no, that's no, no, the way no. it's been. That's the way it's been in public education now for over two decades. To tell people, exactly. you don't go to college, you you know you're not worth anything. Jan, you got a question? Yeah. So, how how do you think we're going to turn that around? What is the Republican Party missing? Something that so many young people are socialist? Are we are we overlooking an area that we need to be working on there? Well, we are working on the millennial area. I think that the Republican Party before Donald Trump came along were definitely failing. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump gave a jolt of. Uh, energy or put the, the Republican Party on steroids, in my opinion. And you need to understand my values and my my mindset comes from I don't have a political bone in my body, never cared about politics. But I've known President Trump for 15 years because I was on his show, The Apprentice. So I, I went on that show, put my careers on hold because I wanted to learn from America's business icon. And I did. And he changed my life for the better. And so then when he came down the escalator and realized if he wants to be the president, he's got to win Iowa. Uh, of course, he tapped into me because I'm a saleswoman and who better to sell the product of him than me. So I, I couldn't care less about the Republican Party. Donald Trump infused energy and life back into the party. If it wasn't for Donald Trump, the party would not be making all of these groundbreaking fundraising goals and, and, I mean, extraordinarily busting the seams with money because he's the candidate. So they missed something. Donald Trump has infused um, energy into the young millennials going, like even my children. I have a 21-year-old daughter. She's 
millennial. And she's like, oh, my gosh, you know, I, too, can go to college and I, too, can work hard and I, too, can be smart and work hard and possibly someday be a billionaire, the American dream. So we are tapping into that through Donald Trump because he's very inspiring. You look at his children and you're like, how could you not be inspired by all of these kids? Right. With the exception of Baron, he's too young to have shown us how great he'll be. But all of these kids are poised, polished, professional, uh, brilliant, hardworking. You know, Ivanka is one of the hardest working mm-hmm. people in D.C. And something that a lot of your I'm sure none of your listeners know this and a lot of people don't know this is Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner do not accept a paycheck. Just like our great president That's right. does not accept a paycheck. They give their money away. Well, you mentioned you're so, a salesperson. You 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 know how to, to sell President Trump. Uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders and I are going to Michigan next month. And we that Michigan is 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 a state that we're everybody's concerned about with the president. Yeah. How, how can we sell him in Michigan? Wow. Jobs. I mean, I used to live in Michigan, hardworking mm-hmm. Americans, jobs. What has he done? I love to tote out the number. You know, 21,000 Iowans are off of food stamps because of our great president. Mm-hmm. 21,000 Iowans now have a job because of our great president. That's a big number. You know, when you can put a tangible number to it, jobs speak volumes because jobs are what make a person feel better about themselves. I don't care if you're an educated person. I don't care if you're blue collar. I don't care if you're still in high school. If you have a job, you feel better about yourself. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you're a stay-at-home mom and you finally get your first job. You feel like you've got value. You know what I mean? And so jobs is where it's at. And that's what always converts people. Like yesterday, all these young kids that were like, we're here for Bernie. Let's, you know, let's have a socialist in the, White House. And I was like, hey, do you all have jobs? And they, how many of you have jobs? And 12 of 12 hands went up. And I go, you can thank President Trump for that. All right. Let's all go. Like, huh. let's, let me get Paul in here and let him ask the final question. So you mentioned that the, some of these younger Bernie supporters were um, supporting Bernie because of his, his stance on, I guess, wanting to push for free college in addition to free public education. I mean, the, so the Democrats already have public education to use as a campaign tool, but they, I guess they're wanting more for um, tax-funded college to help further boost their ideas because their ideas are so bad that public education is not a big enough campaign tool for them. So, so <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so where do we go with this? I mean, we, we've, we've got these kids that uh, – are they just wanting to go to school until they're 35? You know what's – yes, they, they are, more or less, because the real world is tough. The real world, real world is difficult. Uh, the real world, it's not like everybody gets a participation award. Here's the mm-hmm. deal. If you suck at your job, you're going to get fired. That's the real world. It is. And, and they're setting these kids up to be wimps, to be babies, to be, oh, it's not fair. I mean, I have two grown, grown adult kids, one still in college, 21, and I have a grown a son, 24, doing well, out there busting it every single day, live, trying to live the American dream. He doesn't ever feel like anybody owes him anything. It's because that's the way he was raised at home. So I think if you've been experienced, uh, if you've been witnessing all your life, your mom and dad, like I said, sitting on the sofa, uh, eating the bag of Doritos, eating the box of pizza, not that there's anything wrong with that, because I plan on doing that tonight after caucus. <laughs> after, wor- um, after working, though, after working and having a dignified life. 
And, and Correct. I, I think was it you mentioned just a few minutes ago that, that having a job is dignified. It is it good is. for you. It makes you a, a better person. It makes you like yourself. It does. And so, you know, these kids learn this behavior at home that, like, let's just keep looking for the easy way out. And when I was on Donald Trump's Apprentice, I remember one of the earlier boardrooms because I was just like a sponge wanting to learn everything from him. And I'm like, you know, like, how, how come everything that you have is so great? You know, your your hotels, your apartment. I was in his penthouse. I couldn't believe it. And he's like, Tana, my level of acceptance is exceptional. I don't go by average. Average is like you're just skating by. Average, you don't you don't fit in with the Trump family. You got to strive for excellence. He has such a high bar to jump over, and that's where he's put his kids. Like you talk Don Jr. or Ivanka or Eric, and I used them like, how did you guys become like this? Like you're so amazing, and they said. My dad worked us to the bone. My dad made us work. My dad made us earn everything that we have. And how many people do you know? I've got neighbors that still got their kids 24 years old, my son's age, living in the basement cooking three meals for him. We would have been like, get the heck out of here. Go make your way in life, son. Get out the front door. All right, Tanda, thanks so much for the time. By the way, uh, you're a native Iowan, so who wins tonight on the Democrat side? Is it Sanders? Is it Warren? Is it Buttigieg? Or is you know it uh, drooling Biden? If I'm going to put money down on this, I'm going to say Biden. I was at all the events yesterday. Really? Biden had a lot of Biden had some enthusiasm. I'm going to say Biden um, because Bernie's had his, you know, once a loser, always a loser. He's had his turn at this <laughs> and uh, and he, he I don't think it's I don't think it's Bernie. I think it's going to be Biden. Um, and we're just so excited about the caucus. This is going to be amazing. I mean, it all starts tonight. So the race to the White House starts tonight. It does. Follow me on, follow me on Twitter at Hey Tana because I'm posting all day long, and I love to have your fans and your followers and your listeners uh, join join the Trump train. See what's happening. Okay, so it's at Hey Tana. Tana. Okay. Yes, H e y t a n a. Okay. We all will right. do so. Thank Thanks you so much. Thank you. Talk to you Thank later. You I'll make sure that I buy some milk later on today. We'll take a break here on the Dave Ellswick Show. When we come back to help Jan out, since she's going to Michigan, how are things looking in the battleground states for President Trump? We'll let you know. We've got the RNC chairwoman, Rona McDaniel, coming up on the Dave Ellswick Show. 21 minutes after 8, 53 degrees on a Monday. Stay tuned. we got more coming your way. All right, so as we interviewed uh, Tana back in the beginning of this hour, she's native Iowan. Uh, Jan, you brought up that you're heading to Michigan. When? Uh, February 28th. Sarah Huckabee Sanders and I are going to be speaking at an event uh, that raises money for combat veterans to run for political office. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be there. Mm-hmm. You'll be trying to sell the president's program. Yes. And uh, you were asking uh, this lady— how to do that since she's working for the Trump campaign Because Michigan's supposedly going to be a tough state A battleground state. Yes, it is. It's a battleground state as well as Wisconsin right. and uh, Pennsylvania. That's three of, of the blue wall that uh, President Trump won mm-hmm. and needs to win again this time. Well, we talked with RNC Chairwoman Rona McDaniel, and she said their internal polling is showing good things for the battleground states. Here's what she had to say. 
just say this. Our internal polling, where we've been in all these states, our analytics, which is more accurate, shows the president in very good shape in all of these states. Uh, I am not concerned about any of them. Nobody has become the presumptive frontrunner. You're actually seeing more people get in the race. Uh, you're seeing an energy problem for Biden. You have a huge issue with his national security stances as vice president. And then with Bernie, he's gone way too far with talking about taking away people's um, health care plans and taking a, a government control of health care. So we're going to be good against any of them because we have a record that the president can run on of 7 million new jobs, wages going up. And you see in poll after poll that you do see uh, people feel good about the economy. They know that they're better off than they were four years ago. And that's what we're going to get to run on. There it is. And I agree. It's the economy, stupid. You know, Clinton coined that. He he, He he coined that phrase. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I don't know if it was Clinton or if it was, uh, you know, Toto G. Joe, the little guy uh, that now is on ABC, Mm -hmm. you know. But the the bottom line is it is that people vote. It's been known forever. People vote their pocketbook. Mm -hmm. And right now, people's pocketbooks are... uh, pretty good as far as that's concerned people have jobs people have jobs you know and and it i don't know if you recall but iverson jackson who was who is um president of the african-american coalition of the republican party in arkansas he says that he went to a national convention and more black people in america are switching from Democrat to Republican, or at the very least, planning to vote for President Trump because of the jobs. Yeah. The jobs. People want a gig, man. That's exactly what they they want. And I tell you what, small businesses needs less government interference, Mm -hmm. and we need less regulations, less taxes, and less oversight. And uh, uh, that's the first time that we've seen a very small move in the needle going to in the right direction as far as taxes and the size of government all right so i gave you my idea about michigan let's talk to joe who's calling in from michigan hi joe how are you this morning yeah i'm getting to be a regular once in a while i've called in a couple of times and once one thing i want to say for sure is your show is great dave thank you and uh yeah, very much so you cover a lot of topics that are very important to our country let alone individuals also, Jan, I'd like to thank you. I've talked to you many times, and actually personally on the phone a while back. Oh, wonderful. Uh, well, now you can meet her. Where are you going to be? <laughs> Where are you going to be in Michigan where Joe can come and say hi? Uh, look, yes. Yeah, it's, go to my Facebook page, and you'll see a picture of me with Sarah Huckabee Sanders, and it's got all the details there. Well, one thing I'd like to say, I appreciate that. One thing I'd like to stress is there's a lot of people uh, changing their votes to uh, uh, Donald Trump. And the problem I think that people are overlooking is that uh, you saw what happened with the impeachment, the impeachment process, mm-hmm. and the, or the or the attempt, I should say, of the impeachment process. Uh, the one thing they need to look at is the actual attempt to overthrow the votes of the the, the people of America by checking the ballots when they get returned to the main hub of each state. I, I was a, an observer in the last two major elections. You can be an observer as a citizen of the United States. Good for and, you. Yeah, I, I, I did not have any authority to make any comments to anything in, in the precinct I vote, but I was an observer. You, you call your precinct area and you tell the, uh, uh, the, I can't think of the name of the person that runs the precinct of each county, but anyhow, you call them. 
you let them know, I want to be an observer. You give them your name and you tell them what pre- or precinct you're in. You can sit and observe everything going on in your precinct after you voted, of course, hopefully. And uh, you sit there, and if you see any impropriety, any dishonesty, any uh, law-violating uh, uh, situations of, of voting. All right, you report yeah. it. We call here in Arkansas, Joe, thank you for your call. We call that a poll watcher. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's what you're doing. All right, we got to take a break. Sean Hannity starts this afternoon at 2 o'clock, but you get a preview. Here he is right now. All right, back with you. We've got a really weird story, and then we got a caller from Florida we want to go to. So I'm going to turn it over to Jan because she's got the story. Yeah, so this is the most bizarre of bizarres. Okay, every time Elizabeth Warren says or does something, I think that's the most outrageous. Then she Bring does something this up even more at the water outrageous. Cooler she today. Said, yeah, you got to talk about this. The water cooler data. This is no joke. Democrat presidential candidate Senator Elizabeth Warren has says that she plans to have a transgender child interview the next Secretary of Education. Not, <laughs> not just interview, but. In, on her behalf. In other words, she's not going to interview the next secretary of education. She said, if I'm elected, a transgender child is going to interview. The so next. the bottom line is she's not going to interview she's the gonna, secretary of education and nor is, is a, tran- a transgender child because Warren's not going to be the next president of the United States. But what is she even talking well, about here? I can tell you what she's talking about. She's talking about we're going to take any godly morals or value out of our education system and we're going to have it all inclusive so, so if know, there's any so, left, so she wants to take a child left. who's got some pretty serious mental problems psychological problems and have this child interview somebody for a, 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 a potential bureaucrat for, for a very powerful position i mean she thinks this is going to resonate with the american people it's just like just Bloomberg thinking that gun control is going to resonate with flyover America. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe he's right to some extent. It's 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 crazy what we see here at the at the Capitol here in Little Rock. I mean, we've got the the state police is basically the Bloomberg's arm of the. Um, but I don't gun consider I don't consider them an average Arkansan. No, I don't think you're right. I no. think they're, they're bureaucrats and they're they're a, they're sort of a um, well, an they want the average Arkansan. The average Arkansan though is to blame for the fact that they we don't are turn out yeah, and because vote. they don't turn out vote. Right. And people and say I, I have said Michael Bloomberg is a very dangerous man, but the most dangerous person to gun rights in America is the gun owner population who doesn't who vote. doesn't show up to vote that's the danger and so many Nancy Pelosi's trying to help us with that though and so many gun owners will sit back and they they won't even have the right principles on issues they'll, they'll talk about their right to keep and bear arms and they'll they'll talk about hunting as as part of that it's like sorry hunting has nothing to do with the second amendment this is a right to keep and bear arms this is arms you don't arm yourself against deer you have you use tools to kill deer. No, I do. You arm yourself. And that guy that got killed earlier this year by a deer, he he should have been armed against <laughs> may, a deer. May, maybe in very <laughs> maybe in very <laughs> minor or maybe, maybe very um, um, uh, rare circumstances would you need to arm yourself against a deer. So but you, Gary Hoffman on social media says, "Oh, Elizabeth's just pandering to the left. That's all. That's all she's." Well, doing. that's what that's Sanders what and all of them do. Yeah. They it's just like, throw out as much red meat as they can throw out and hope for the best. You can't do they, win the presidential election that way. Though. Well, I would hope not. Hope, hopefully not. But but you, Bernie Sanders is getting traction. That's insane. Oh, well, he got uh, traction four years ago. Okay, so is it Jerry that's fake on? News. Okay, Jerry. <laughs> Is in Florida. Hi, Jerry. How are you? 
Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Just call me Dave. Sir was my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, I'm sorry. That's just not the way I was brought up, sir, but I'll try. Jan, good morning. It's good, good morning. To you again, my friend. Yeah, it's good to talk to you, too. Okay, so the reason I called in this morning, I'm not feeling good, so I'm going to be a little all over the place. But one of the things that Tana had mentioned was the fact that people that were formerly Democrats that are now voting Republican and have now turned Republican. And I want to talk about my ex-husband. So my ex-husband was a sheet metal worker, and he was a diehard, and I mean diehard Democrat all his life. Recently, we had an opportunity to speak about something, and he proceeded to tell me this union representative who was 67 years old diehard Democrat is now a Republican Woo-hoo. almost passed out on the phone. And when I asked, are you him getting remarried? Why, yes, I am remarried. I'm actually married oh. to a law enforcement officer. And that's why we do not watch the Super Bowl in this home. Well, I thought, However, but no, 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 no. What I, all I was going to say is I thought maybe you're going to remarry your ex now Since that he's he a Republican. My current husband is a Republican. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But let's get back to my ex-husband. So what my ex-husband told me was that when he did vote for former President Obama, he sat and did not work. And when he did vote for President Trump, he's been working. He had to go back to work so that he could retire at the age of 67 and a half when he should have been retired a lot sooner than that. And so when we had this conversation, I was shocked. Shocked. I mean, this is a union representative. This is a diehard Democrat that said, and he actually stood up in the union hall and said, I am not voting along party lines. I did not work. I had to sit down for three years. And it took me three and a half years to work double time to get back to where I could finally retire at 67 and a half. That is what is going along around this country right now is about economics. Mm -hmm. And we need to talk about that. The other thing we need to talk about is, again, the Second Amendment. You know, Jan mentioned something not too long ago on one of your shows, and it was she's very adamant about it. And it still sticks in my head. You know, a piece of paper does not give us an inalienable right. Nope. It doesn't. It guarantees us one, but it doesn't give us one. Nope. We have the right when we are born to defend ourselves mm-hmm. and no government has that right to take it away from us. Comes from the, comes from America, the creator. We have the constitution. That's right, girl. And, and Jerry, thank you so much for what you're doing for the second amendment. Jerry is the state chair in Florida for two a women, by the way. Fantastic. Yes, she is. Good job, and Jerry. And that is because Jan convinced me to get back into this fight. You know, <laughs> my primary right. purpose. No, that's true. <laughs> Jan and I met because of the Prisoner of War Missing in Action issue. Mm-hmm. And through that, we have Rolling an Thunder, amazing relationship. At Rolling Thunder, which I'm going to see yes, you ma'am. there this year. I, Jan was invited at Rolling Thunder. There was a miscommunication. We ended up being friends. And I have invited Jan to come back to Thunder Alley this Memorial Day weekend. And we are going to sit down and we are going to discuss 2A. And we are going to discuss the prisoners of war and those still missing in action. Oh These are things that our president, let's talk about that too. Our president is actually doing something about. Our president actually signed H.R. 1019, which states that all former prisoners of war can now be buried with full case on in Arlington Cemetery. All Medal of Honor recipients, regardless of rank. Now, most people, I'm sure, did not know that you could not be buried with a caisson. And probably most people don't even know what a caisson is. However, when you are a Medal of Honor recipient or a former prisoner of war, there should have been no question. Our president took one look at that bill and signed it with no questions asked. So these are the things that people don't know about. And I would strongly suggest you contact Canda Fletcher, 
because she is the one that actually started that whole thing. And she will also be a guest there in Washington that weekend. So these are the things that President Trump is doing that people are not speaking about. And these are the reasons why Democrats all their lives are now switching over to the Republican Party. And the other thing is this. I like when Jan talks about the rhinos within our party. There's a lot of rhinos within our party. And we've got to keep exposing these people because without that, we're not going to get the true American voice. You see why I chose her uh, to be the chair yeah, of two women. Good. She's passionate. <laughs> she's she's really smart. Good. She's smart as a whip, and she is fired up. Does did Mitt Romney Jerry come to mind to anybody? Does uh, Mitt Romney kind of come to? Did you to see with CPAC there? uninvited? I don't like him? Mitt Romney. <laughs> no, <laughs> no true Republican that. likes Mitt Romney. Yeah, we You're made exactly that right. I didn't know that CPAC uninvited Romney. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. Have been, <laughs> I love you it. Yeah, Shap uh, put that out on a big tweet over the weekend. Jerry, before I let you go, let me just ask one yes, question. Sir. You've been involved with Rolling Thunder. I've heard that this is the last year for it. Is that true? No, sir. Let me let me just jump back on that a little bit, sir. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna set some records straight here. I Good. went down the very first year with the founder of Rolling Thunder. The Washington Rolling Thunder was first a First Amendment demonstration run that was started by United States Marine Ray Manzo from New Jersey. It was just to go down there and demand accountability for our prisoners of war that we believed at that time in the 80s were still alive. And so what happened over the years, chapters were formed and this and that. And so the actual parent, com- parent which is Rolling Thunder Washington, D.C., Inc., went ahead and let other individuals start chapters throughout the United States. And so those chapters, National, has decided that this is no longer fit for their whatever and so it has changed. The demonstration will go on. There is a conjunction with AMBETS that I am not liberty to speak about because I'm not on the board of Rolling Thunder Washington, D.C., Inc. So I really don't have the authority to speak on that. Okay. However, I will be in Thunder Alley. I, I'm there every single year. I've been there since day one. Um, I used to run the reflecting pool, the candlelight vigil. So I was very much embedded in the issue. I'm the daughter of a Vietnam veteran, mm-hmm. and I am also the mother of a retired chief in the Navy. So this is my life. This is not something that I just do because it's, you know, something to do or wear a damn patch like a lot of people do. Um, This is what we do, you know. And um, so, no, the demonstration will not go away. It will be in a different form from my understanding. And if you want the truth about what's really going on with that demonstration, I strongly suggest that you talk to Mr. Walt Seitz, United States Marine, Retired. Um, he is one of the founders of Rolling Thunder Washington, D.C. Inc. demonstration run, and he can give you the straight answers. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll have Jan get a hold of you. We thank you for joining us. And, Jan, would you get those two names and phone numbers for me? Oh, I've me? got it. Well, Walt is one of my Facebook friends. And by the way, just so everybody knows, I don't trailer my motorcycle. From Arkansas to Washington, D.C. to participate in Rolling Thunder, I rode my bike. Oh, wow. I ride it, the 2,000-mile ride. I rode my bike through oh, rain my. and storms and everything else. I ride it there. Yeah, I'm impressed. In when, fact, what, I got a little pin the there. That? That you, can, you can buy a little pin that says, I rode my bike here. So Yeah, so what? when is that going to happen it's in, again? Oh, say you asked me the exact date, and I can't no, tell you. It's Memorial Day weekend. So okay. We, we, yeah. So it's going to be a little bit warmer than it is right now. Well, yeah, it's, it's definitely warmer. But, but it's usually kind of stormy during see, that I don't time. want to see you looking like dumb and dumber no the worst part of it if riding in the rain if it rains which it usually you know when you're driving it took us what three days to get there last year two days to get back home but uh rain on your skin when you're riding a motorcycle feels like needles it does it hurts hey but i wear waterproof makeup so i'm okay (laughs) (laughs) right it's uh, 14 (laughs) minutes till nine
53 degrees. It's the Dave Ellswick Show today, the first day that I have unveiled our new morning show here at 101.1 FM. The answer will be on every day now, Monday through Friday, from uh, 6A to 9A, followed by Gallagher and then Rush, then Hannity, and lastly, Sekulow. That's what the lineup is here from 6A until 6P. Now on 101.1 FM, the answer, home of the Rush Limbaugh program. All right, so Senator Lindsey Graham was speaking uh, yesterday and talked about the impeachment being done, and here's what he had to say about it. Well, the Democrats have the ability to drag out the trial. There was an agreement reached to do it Wednesday at 4, allow some Democratic candidates to go to Iowa. I think that had a lot to do with it. But we're going to turn the page on impeachment at 4 o'clock Wednesday. All Republicans will vote not guilty. I think we'll pick up a handful of Democrats. I'm glad this trial is coming to end. It's the closest I ever want to be to being in purgatory, so it's been painful. It's going to end, and we're going to turn the page and deal with the issues important to the American people. And the day of reckoning is coming uh, for congressional and Senate oversight of Joe Biden and the FISA warrant process. All right. Did you just hear that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't have to just say this is crazy. He said, we're going to fire back. Yeah, we're well, going to shoot back. He said before the impeachment started, he didn't want to call Biden as a witness, didn't want to call Hunter Biden. He said, we'll deal with that after impeachment he, he is done. He wants to give him his own day. That's it. Well, Judiciary Committee in the witness, Senate. If you call one witness, then you get to call in witnesses, and you'll have 50 well, of them exactly by the time it's that's exactly what the over, Democrats so, wanted to do. So they wanted to reopen the can of worms, but I feel like the Republicans would be smart enough to get this over with. Well, here's what the Democrats are going to do. You heard them last week say this. Well, it wasn't a real trial, so the president really wasn't exonerated. <laughs> or will not be exonerated. They're going to act like he's he's still just an impeached president, and uh, you know he, he has. Oh, but he doesn't care. Her. What I love he, about he the, this whole thing is he's just going on and taking care of business. Well, he so just he says what the truth is, so people understand. So he hasn't proven himself innocent, therefore he's guilty. Yeah, he's guilty. Yes, that's right. If they hadn't learned anything from Bill Clinton, it is stick your finger up, see which way the wind's blowing, and follow the polls if you want to you're, win. You're losing. Yes, if you're going time, the wrong direction, turn and go the other direction. Well, but the thing is, so they... they they understand, or their their perspective is, I think that the American people are too stupid, and the American people need to be need to be led or driven to to have the correct perspective. If something is not packaged right, you repackage it. Well, yeah, they did that all through the impeachment. <laughs> you know, it was quid pro quo, and then it was treason, and then it was bribery, and you know, they just kept changing they the terminology. Try, try sell they the, hadn't found anything that works sell, yet, have they? That's the way, that's the way they do. Try to sell a bowl of dog poop, and if it doesn't sell one yeah. way, package it, if you package, don't, package it up differently. If you and don't tell like, everybody it tastes good. Well, yeah, I guess. That's just like Obamacare. You know, just keep renaming it until it sounds conservative. Yeah, that's exactly right. Conservative yeah, socialism. do like that. Hey, I want to go back to when T- uh, Tana was on with us from Iowa, because she said that she thought Biden would win tonight at the Iowa caucuses. Really? We saw, of course, and well, you were listening. Weren't you paying I, I, attention? I guess I missed that. What you do, not, I, I, nod I, I, off? I don't know. You had to get up He's too early? He's not awake yet. Paul's still trying <laughs> to wake up. <laughs> She's not listening to I, fake I heard news. him snoring. Yeah. She I heard really Paul thought. snoring. Well, and that's the point that I want uh, yeah, to make, fake uh, news. R.D., I'm wondering if the Democrats are are setting this up so that they know Biden's going to win tonight, all right? 
And if he wins and he's been looking like he's trailing and then in fourth place and now suddenly he wins, they rejuvenate rejuvenate his whole his whole push. Mm-hmm. You think that they might be doing that? Maybe. But you go, know what irritates are me? Are they that smart? When you, when you watch <laughs> Fox News or any of the T, even CNN, anybody, they're all talking about the polls are showing that Biden's still in a national election were held today. Biden's going to beat Trump or Sanders is going to beat Trump. And I'm sitting there going... Yeah, are these the same polls that said Trump would never even be the Republican nominee? Oh, and then course. the same polls that said that he wasn't going to win the election, that Hillary was going to win? These polls, why do we even with a straight face, why do these newscasters even talk about the polls anymore when they were so wrong? Just the same, the same way and the same reason they do the weather. Anybody can be a weatherman. Anybody can be a pollster. <laughs> That's right. I'm just I, saying. Have you ever been called? I've never gotten a phone call from any of these well, polls. Well, the different thing I, is, though. I'm That's because you're a conservative. Oh, is the, that what it is? The difference in a weatherman and a pollster is a pollster can determine the outcome of the outcome <laughs> of the poll by who they call, what time they call, and yeah. what questions yeah. they ask. But the weatherman cannot manipulate well, the weather. And they too can good. choose not to. No, actually, wait, they've told us that they can tell us what the, the temperature is going to be up a whole degree in the next hundred years. Oh. but they can't tell us if it's going to rain tomorrow. Oh, and the oceans <laughs> might and the oceans might rise three inches. Who knows? Or a foot? What knows? You know, how, can, is there some way we can promote global warming a little faster? What I think is interesting about that is how they, they get in and they talk about that as how bad it is. It's not the rising of the oceans that's bad. It's that everybody wants to live near the water, and so they moved on the coast. And so if it does go up, they're going to be treading water. Well, I, th- I tell you what's yeah, it's crazy. Hold their breath. It is crazy. Whenever they get all the Democrat candidates together and they're all lined up and they ask what the number one issue and they all say that the number one issue in the world is global warming, you have a bunch of fruitcakes. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, you got people that and their fruitcake has a lot of nuts in it. You, I yeah, hate nuts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> squirrels are the only thing that like nuts. They better hope I there's like a lot nuts, of squirrels. But I don't there. like them in my politics. Actually, pistachios are good. <laughs> pistachios is my favorite thing. They even have hot now. There's like fiery hot pistachios. Mm-hmm. Are they called pistachios? Yeah, they're fiery pistachios, hot. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. good. good stuff. My favorite movie moment, you like moments, is on uh, the Muppet Show for the Muppets <laughs> from Outer Space. And Gon- <laughs> the hippie comes down and he says, you know, where's Gonzo? He's on the roof trying to, because his cereal told him uh, that his family's trying to connect him. He said, you talk about whole grain and nuts. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, speaking That's of moments, we're down to minutes. We, yeah, we're, we just got a, a few minutes for the first morning show with, a date with Dave Elswick and the whole crew this is here. historical moment. We've got three hours each Monday now with the power panel, so mm-hmm. know that that's happening. Tomorrow, Elizabeth will be with us, and she'll be talking to us. Bible Guys will show up tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Wednesday, uh, we'll have the treasurer on, and we're going to have uh, Congressman Hill on. And so we got a lot of stuff coming up this week. You don't want to miss any of it. We'll be talking about tomorrow, Iowa, of course. We'll talk about the State of the Union tomorrow, of course. And then uh, Wednesday and then Thursday, we'll talk about the president being exonerated uh, in the Senate. So we got a lot of things that we'll be covering all week long. And then Friday, Democrat debate in New Hampshire. Got to talk about that. What other stupid things will they say? Besides, they're going to have a transsexual talk to uh, whoever's going to be the the, the secretary Not of education. Not just a transsexual, a transsexual child. Child, a, a child. child. Yes. Well, if it's if they got a guy 
Greta Thunberg or whatever her name is. So she's, I guess she's they need another one. Her name now, by the way. Did I you saw see that. that. Yeah. yeah, it's worth some money to her. Mm-hmm. What do trademarking I mean, her name? We love our children, but what do they know about life and the pursuit of happiness when it comes to to working in in the real world? Well, it doesn't taxes, matter what the Democrat know it's, about life. It's exactly your right. job to teach your children about these things, not to use them as leaders. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Train it's, your children to be conservative. Yeah. Teach them the truth. Raise your children. Capitalism. Well, free market enterprise. Hell. Yeah. Yeah, Limited the, government. I think Lower the same taxes. song says it's a wonder I can think of all out of all the crap I learned in high school. That's exactly right. You got that. <laughs> okay, I'm awake now. We're out of time. <laughs> I'll see you on next Monday, Jan Morgan. Okay. And it, it won't be with me texting you and saying, use the code to get in. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everybody. Hardy, thank you for being here. Uh, Paul, thank yes, you. Sir. And most of all, thank you for listening here on 101.9. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you later. Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525.